Hey, this is Keith from Buckcherry. You're tuned into Signal to Noise. Signal to Noise podcast, and since it's episode 33, that means that we are coming to you live from the glass line tanks of Old Latrobe. If you grew up in Pittsburgh and did any drinking, legal or otherwise, and happen to drink Rolling Rock, you'll understand that. If not, you have no idea. So tonight, it's a very special Signal to Noise. Um, I've assembled a panel, and um, these are people that I have known for, some of them for a very long time, all friends. Um... All very spirited, lively people, so this is going to go a couple of ways. It's either going to be the greatest podcast I've ever assembled, or it'll be the first time the FCC steps in to shut down a podcast. So, without further ado, who would like to introduce themselves first tonight? I'll do it. I got it. Okay. All right, go ahead. Uh, so, I am Josh Molchek. Uh, I think I was on, was I on the last episode, or did you do an episode oh, no, between? You, you were on, like, I think seven episodes ago. Man. I was eight I've episodes ago. I have not awesome. caught up. So, I'm Josh Molchek. Uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rock? Uh, I'm Rock Valencourt. I'm uh, from the Radioactive Metal Podcast. Mr. Esposito? My dad's not here. I hate um, you. <laughs> my name is Mike Esposito, and I just want to say that um, of the two choices you had for the podcast, it might be the latter. Just just saying. All right, then. Um, Nathan? Hey, uh, I'm Nathan Baldwin here. Um, grew up uh, getting to know Aaron through mutual friends and then uh, who became uh, yeah, closer through music. Yeah. It's yeah. funny, man. I can't believe, like, I've known you since you were, what, what, 13, 14, somewhere in there? Yeah, I think I met you uh, in a mosh pit at your show. Ah. <laughs> More than likely, yeah. Yeah. All right, and last but certainly not least, the fabulous Mr. Bruce Rosie. Well, hello, everybody. It's Bruce Rosie. I've known Aaron for quite some time. I understand his Pittsburgh reference. And like Mike, I take the FCC comment as a challenge. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have made that one. <laughs> This is the wrong wrong group to entertain here. All right, so I've had this topic kicking around in my head for a while. We've been trying to put this together for a while. So, again, thank you all for being here tonight because I really appreciate it. We've kind of had to you know, move schedules around and stuff. Um, I've really been thinking a lot, and this kind of started when Rock and I did the Metallica episode. But I kept, I've been thinking a lot about the state of the music, music industry, and I thought it would be interesting to get people from different generations here. Um, you can all self-identify your generations if you choose. But we are all of the uh, generations that are, I guess, kind of hot topics now in the news. Uh, myself, I'm Generation X. I am uh, Generation, um, what's the one everyone hates? Uh, you be a millennial. <laughs> millennial, yes, that is the one. I'm Generation Baby Boomer, and we don't even say the Generation M's name, just so you know. Well, all right then. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're just Baby Boomers. Yeah, you're oh, yeah, you guys, generation. You, no, no. You guys just We're not your parents. Just that's baby all. Boomers, okay? <laughs> Damn it, Michael. <laughs> anyway. And, uh, I'm, I'm sort of uh, somewhat of a uh, tweener, and uh, I'm sort of kind of between Gen X and Gen Y, at least in my taste in music. And, so I don't know what generation I am. I mean, uh, what's the what's the years we're looking at here? Technically, you'd be X. You're only like a couple years older than I am, I think, right? I don't want to be Generation X. Oh, you so got that well, Spice Girls song. You know what's like funny, Pepsi, though? Right? That's how I felt about, about it. When, like, um, Generation X sounds cool. Like, like it's just Generation X. I've always liked the sound of it. But when – and I'm probably going to lose a lot, of, a lot of listeners this way, but – when I was, you know, found out that Kurt Cobain was considered Generation X, I really didn't like that as my representative. Lost my love. I like it even. I like it even less now. See, I feared you would, <clears throat> but that's all right. So, different generations. We've all grown up with consuming music differently, and I kind of wanted to talk about just you know where we all see the state of the music music industry. I thought this would be kind of interesting here. All right, so. Um, I'm just going to keep changing this up here because, thankfully, I wrote myself a list of people, so I, I, I don't skip anybody, hopefully. So you can remember our names? Like, well, I, 
I, I can't remember yours, man. Like, like I struggle every day. I'm like, who's that guy? That guy again. But <laughs> you see me every day. Like, where are you? Like, when you <laughs> if I tell you, it's not going to be as much of a surprise now, will it? Anyway, so um, so Bruce. Yes, sir. How did you start listening to music? Uh, okay, Mike, with my ears. Uh, <laughs> very, very early. The earliest um, memories I have was my mom uh, singing me to sleep at night, uh, always singing around the house. And it was, um, she was very young during like World War II, but there were war songs and a lot of like hymns. And that was like the earliest memories of music that I had. You know, that was back in the days when, you know, there were maybe only four notes in the scale, all of them weren't invented yet. And <laughs> Those were the days. Yep. <laughs> now, what all formats have you grown up listening to? Oh, my. Um, the the folk, the uh, English Invasion, although I was never a Beatles fan. Um, I'm going to pause you right there. I was talking like vinyl, 8-track, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, 45s and 33 and a thirds, AM radio. Uh, and then eight tracks, cassettes, uh, CDs, and I guess there's some other digital stuff that's out there now that I don't know. Any 78s? You know, my dad had 78s, and we would listen to them at home. It wasn't my favorite because we had it was a wind up Victrola, and he made you wind it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why they had you. <laughs> See, you know, control for the TV as well, so. <laughs> Oh, all right. Let's continue the same sort of thing. So um, let's see here. I just I'm just gonna go right down my list. Nate, um, like, how how have you listened to music over the years? Like, take me through the formats. Same thing we just do with Bruce. Uh, um, I guess what, when I was pretty little, it was uh, radio and cassettes. Uh, a lot of it, um, the cassettes were either purchased or recorded off the radio or from my parents' old vinyl and stuff. Um, I think it was around when I was like. Eight, maybe I started uh, uh, recording some uh, cassettes from CDs. Or I remember my, my first CD was uh, Crisscross <laughs> without a baby. But uh, yeah, um, so I mean, from there it was mostly uh, CDs, and I I've always kind of considered myself an album person. Like I like listening to albums from start to finish, and uh, I. I it was probably about when I was in seventh or eighth grade that uh, like downloading started kind of blowing up. Um, so at the time, I mean, like I bought a uh, one of the original MP3 players at Diamond Rio's, but they only had like a half hour's worth of storage on it. But uh, man, I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah, I still have it actually, but wow. it just sits in storage. So, uh, but oh, sorry, but uh, but now I, I do mostly streaming because uh, my iPod was stolen a few years back, and I pretty much stream most. So, what do you? Well, we'll come back to that one. <clears throat> okay, sorry. All right, no, no, it's no, cool because I'm thinking this. You're you're leading us down a good path here. All right, uh, Mike, how about you? Where where did you start? Actually, you told us told the story a couple episodes back. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I um um. I didn't actually start listening to music as much as I started singing it. Then I had to listen to it to be able to sing it. See, my dad was deaf, and uh, he loved uh, Frankie Lane. And he comes home one day with this suitcase-looking thing, and uh, it's a record player. You know, the the center folds down, and the two speakers pop out of the side and have like a million miles of cords, so you could put the speakers wherever you wanted them. And uh, we had 78. 78 RPM, you know, and uh, put those on. Uh, like I said, Frankie Lane was his uh, was his guy, and I was only seven years old. And one of Dad's favorite songs, and one of the first songs I learned, was a song called Shine. And um, I would stand in front of him, and I would sing the song. Um, and he could hear, he could, he could feel the beat of the music and everything, because uh, he really couldn't hear it. And he used to read my lips, and he would also make me stop and do the hand motions that Frankie Lane would do and everything, which I'm really good at hand motions now, except usually the guy in the other car wants to kill me. Here we go. Oh, wait. Hang on one second. My wife is changing the channel. I have to get up and move the TV. Hang on. 
Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a reference to what Bruce was talking about earlier, because I was the remote control for the TV as well, so I understand that. Oh, you're um, killing me. Uh, but, um, but that was the start of it, and, um, you know, it was singing for my father and, and everything, but uh, that really then sparked my my interest, my curiosity in music. And then, of course, my, my brother, who was nine years older than me, um, you know, he's bringing, in, he's bringing in his 45s and everything. Oh, and by the way, the, the 45s, we used to have those little inserts that you popped into the 45 so it fit down over the, the turntable spindle. Yeah. And now my grandchildren think those are the little flying saucer things you stick into the gun and shoot over. <laughs> I, can t- I can see that reference. That makes yeah, sense. But, uh, yeah, but those things hurt. Let me tell you, when they can fly out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, uh, so, you know, I started, you know, then listening to the music that he was listening to. Um, uh, you know, now you're talking um, early, early 60s stuff. Like I said, I, I was only I was only seven years old at the time. Uh, but uh, you know, so he's listening to uh, to the um, the rock and roll. Uh, uh, well, I don't. Really, I, I actually can't even say rock and roll because uh, it was more you know pop pop culture stuff. Um, and then when I started listening to um, things like um, oh, let's see, a little band called Black Sabbath. Uh, you know, and everybody's like, you listen to that? <laughs> uh, yeah, doesn't everybody? You know. Um, <laughs> You know that sort of thing, and um, uh, so my my roots were very much in in rock, uh, but then I, I you know paying attention and listening to other other forms, you know it was great. But uh, like you know like Bruce, it started out with vinyl and uh, moved into the cassettes, which we would then use to pirate music off of forty five. <laughs> Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then, oh, is that an admission of guilt? Damn it! Uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, uh, eight-track tapes. You know, because everybody, you know, who was anybody had an eight-track tape player in their car. And if you had the real good eight-track tape players, they were the ones that you could not only fast forward but jump to the next track to the song you wanted. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how. It was. And Impossible. then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, really. Those were high end. Yeah, I just got to hold this button for like 10 seconds, and 10 <laughs> minutes rather, and it'll be there. Um, and then, uh, and then of course, you know, CDs, and then now into the digital, uh, into the digital music. Uh, um, so yeah, I've been, I've been through all of that. And, you know, when I die, I'll mix, I'll miss the next digital mom miss the next media which is probably going to piss me off but that's beside the point like are do you think we're close enough that you'll die before the next one comes out like what if <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll probably, uh, fact, i'm probably gonna die right after this podcast just so you know <laughs> as a result of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i think it's possible you could be the next format <laughs> If Paul died after this podcast, it would elevate it to like the big level, and everybody's going to want to listen to it. Who's the last oh, podcast? Let's it. do a pact. Yeah. No, no. Like, <laughs> 2016 okay, has already no been terrible for like musical deaths. I mean, like it, it started at the end of 2015 with Lemmy, and we've just had a hell of a year already. Yeah, so, I mean, so I know, let's, no, let's no, not no, die. Let's make that pact. I know, you don't want to be a legend. Figure. What? Here's somebody That's midget. What's going on with the midget? What? What? Let it go. All right. <laughs> anyway. We prefer to be called little people, first of all. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I believe that would bring us to rock. <laughs> well, uh, for, for me, it was, uh, it was vinyl because of my sister. My sister's seven years older than me. So she was bringing in uh, like 45s and stuff at Alan Parsons Project. And, you know, Eye in the Sky, that song, you know. I don't know if anybody remembers that one. Uh, stuff like that. And the, the Grease soundtrack and Saturday Night Fever. And so uh, I got into disco really early on in, the, in my life. And, uh, you know, then I never went to cassette. Um, I never liked uh, the format except just to make myself mixtapes. That's the only reason I, I use them. Uh, we, my dad had an 8-track in his car when I was very young. And uh, I, I remember exactly what Mike was saying, how you could hold down the button and fast forward in the song and then push the button and go to the next track. I totally remember that. 
Um, and then I went straight to CD from uh, from from vinyl uh, when uh, I, I think it was like eighty eight or eighty nine when I did that. And then I, I've been CD ever since. I, I'm going back to vinyl a little bit. I, my my collection is very modest, but uh, I used to have a pretty pretty larger vinyl collection. And I, I do a little bit of the MP3 and, and stuff like that when uh, when I want something that I know that I will never be able to find uh, uh, on vinyl at an affordable price, you know, let's say. So, uh, so yeah, so that, that's pretty much my, my journey into the, the formats. All right, man. So, Josh. All right. So I, uh, by the time I was born, it was probably cassette tape was the biggest thing. Uh, but my mom had like a whole bunch of vinyls and uh, 78s and 45s, and we had the means to play them. So, you know, I used to listen to a lot of those. Uh, I don't know the time period, but like as far back as like Jerry Lee Lewis and the Big Bopper and stuff is as is, is early as they went, which was pretty fun. Uh, but mostly we did cassette tape for a while. Uh, my first experience with piracy and that was that we would record from one cassette tape to another, me and my brother. Uh, but between each song, we'd go in like we were DJs and be like, oh, that was that song, and here comes this song. And basically that's always said because we sucked at it. <laughs> we didn't even know the name of the song. It was literally like, there's that one, here's this one. Uh, <laughs> and then when CDs came around, that was great because you had to like I had a portable CD player, but you couldn't actually carry it while you listened to the CD because it would skip. So that was like an excuse to be lazy for that point in my life. Now I got to find new excuses. Um, and that and that's uh, basically CDs was the majority of what I've ever done. I would go to Best Buy and buy like twenty CDs and like like one of them, uh, and then wonder you know where I get two hundred dollars when I was fourteen years old because I can't get that amount now if I tried. Um, but uh, now it's exclusively Spotify. Like I, I, you know, just to plug a service that I really enjoy, Spotify probably for the last couple months has has been my real musical savior there. Okay, cool. And we, and we are going to come back and talk about streaming here in a minute. <clears throat> All right. So I guess that leaves me. Um, I started like like my earliest like recollection of music is kind of two things. One would have been my grandmother playing the piano. Uh, so kind of kind of like you know Bruce's mom saying like my grandmother would play the piano, sing hymns, and she liked to swing the hymns. Um, and then my mom raised me like on the Beatles and the Beach Boys. So we'd listen to her vinyls all the time, like forty fives, you know, full albums, the thirty three and a third. And then kind of like rock, like I did mostly vinyl. Um, I did cassette to record my records. So like my dad was an audiophile before I knew what that term was, and um. He like we had a we had a record player that had a counterbalance. I don't know if anybody else remembers this because like some some of the record players just have like an arm and you slap it down, it falls kind of hard. This actually had a counterbalance, so you could adjust it so it would just barely touch the record. So Dad was really really insane about you know in a good way about having the needle barely touch the record to keep the record in good shape. And then he also told me it's like you play it one time. And that's to record it to tape, and then we store the records, and like, you know, he taught me how to hold them by the edges, and we had record cleaning and all this sort of stuff. So I've been, you know, handling vinyl for years, and then so it was like vinyl tape, vinyl tape, and then once I hit CDs, um, I've got, I've I've probably got a couple thousand CDs just sitting in the garage right now, and then I've kind of moved all digital, you know, just just because it's easier, like, as I, you know, I, I don't know for you guys, like, how do you, how do you, I guess, how are you listening to music mostly today? We'll just go around real quick. On my phone. Okay, so on your phone, you were streaming Spotify. Yeah. Rock? Uh, on my phone, but I plug it in my car while I drive, and then when I'm at work, I'm listening to iTunes, all the stuff that I've, all my CDs I've ripped, they're so all on my down. iTunes. Yeah. Okay, so rip down. Uh, Mike? Well, I, uh, it depends. Um, I, I, I use a, my phone. But I also, you know, have that USB adapter in the car, so I, buy, you know, I've got, uh, um, you know, a jump drive. I'll throw in there, or, or I'll throw some CDs in sometimes. So I use a, a mixture of all of that. Okay, and then Nate. Uh, mostly streaming Spotify, like either on my phone or a computer. Although uh, some MP3s, uh, either downloaded from uh, bands I've purchased them from, or some that I downloaded a while ago. Uh, and then some CDs for some things that I just haven't been able to find elsewhere and I, I already know I have CDs like uh, for example Tool I mean they're not on any streaming service to the best of my knowledge so yeah can we get into why they would choose that 
like at some point. Oh, like, sure. Okay. Sure, we'll, we'll breach that one. And then Bruce. Uh, FM radio in the house, FM or Sirius in the car. When I was working, I would listen to tune-in radio, but that was really just so people thought I was on a uh, head uh, on a conference call and leave me the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that I only learned that secret now. <laughs> My favorite genre is hold music. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. So, like, I stream occasionally. Like, I have I have a Spotify subscription. What I like about it is, you know, albums on demand. But honestly, I carry about. 60, I think 60 or 70 gigabytes of music around with me everywhere I go. Like, I, I purposely bought the largest iPhone I could so I could take all my music with me because I have so much stuff ripped down digital. And I also have, like, like very eclectic tastes. And, like, and I know, like, Rock's, um, Rock's got kind of similar t- taste to what I do. Like, we both listen to the extreme, you know, extreme heavy metal um, as well as, you know, disco and other stuff that we dabble in. Disco metal. There is such a thing. Also, well, I'm thinking disco. I didn't even metal. have to look it up. I knew there would be. <laughs> would, would, would that have been dog fashion disco or polka dot? I cadaver? love dog fashion yeah, disco. Yeah. It's like my second I'm favorite band in the world. Po- polka dot cadaver was kind of discoy. I love that first CD they came out with. That is like one of my favorite CDs. Polka dot cadaver. Yeah. Was it dead on the dance floor? No. No, it was uh, Purgatory Dance Party. That was it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that right after this podcast. I think you should. I think you should. That'd be nice. Or during. All right. So. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are killing me. Um, So the first time that you bought music, what would have been the first format? Some dude at school, like on a CD, like behind the school. Like I felt like I was buying drugs, but I didn't know what buying drugs was like. So that's what I imagined. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just end that one there. All right. My CD player couldn't play it because it had DRM on it. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Bruce. 45s. 45s. Mike. Oh, uh, yeah, 45s. 45s. 45s, I stole. I mean, I, I bought them from. Nate. Uh, CDs, and I, I think I joined Columbia House at a pretty young age. Oh man, oh. I forgot about that. Yeah, you should ah. be doing that too. You get like twenty CDs for something stupid, and then you have to pay the rest at full price. Do you remember the ones where you would tape the penny and mail it in? Were they still uh, doing that? I don't remember mailing a penny in, but okay. I think they just hounded me for the penny for the next year. I'm definitely a bit older then. They sold it to a debt collection agency. It would say tape the penny here and you'd mail that in with your like selections. That's a clever marketing scheme. Well, at the time, like, can yeah. I just? I just want to digress, yeah. like, uh, to what I said earlier. I don't yeah. want you guys to think I'm not cool. Like, I have since learned how to buy drugs. Oh, I don't geez. want you. To think. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> What's well, better? It's better to have the CD flashback. I tell you that. <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me. All right, Rock. How about you? Uh, it was the thirty-three and the thirds. So, full album, yeah. So yeah. I think that was honestly mine. And then, like you know, from there, I, I bought a couple cassettes in my life, but then I just moved on to the CDs. I bought one cassette in my whole life. <laughs> really? Which one? Yeah. What was it? Oh, wait a uh, second. Rock, rock and Roll story. Over by Kiss. And this is the one where you lent it to your buddy, and he drew the logo, right? Yes, I wanted to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Like you were like, this is the epitome of music. If I'm going to buy a cassette, it's going to be this. <laughs> I don't know why. That's the thing. I don't know why I ever bought the one cassette. I was a, I was never into it. And uh, yeah, I, I think that when I lent it to my friend, uh, and he, you know, because real, real, real quick, you know, the, the 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 format of the cassette, you know, it's rectangular, the 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 box. So back in the day, the albums, you know, the album covers were all square. So the the album cover. Was right in the middle of that of that of that rectangle. So on each side, you had a little bit of white that was just showing up. Yeah, I, le- I lent my cassette to my friend. I went. Now I was maybe ten years old at that at that time, and I lent it to him. He had it for months. Brings it brings it back to me eventually, and he drew the Kiss logo in pencil in in the white area. And I was so <laughs> mad at him. I was like, "Why would you do this?" And that cured me from lending anything to anybody from there. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. To this day, to this day, I still do not lend stuff to people. 
I actually just remembered the the first CD I legitimately bought, like from a store, and you guys are gonna laugh, was a Shania Twain CD because I used to get into country music really heavily. I cannot even uh, picture that. And here's the worst part: like I didn't know what like songs were on what albums, so I got the wrong one. It didn't even have any man of mine on it, which is a great song. Did it <laughs> like, have? I didn't um, even... Oh, what was the what was the what was the big one? Honey, I'm home. I've had a bad day. Pour me a no, cool one. No. It was like her EP or something. It it didn't have you know a man. I feel like a woman or any of those songs that I secretly love. <laughs> she was hot. That's 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 all that matters. She was hot. She still is. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to disagree there. <laughs> not at all here. All right, so we've all consumed music over different formats, and I sent you all out. Um, like sales data from my, my old band just, you know, and obviously we're not anywhere near the status of some of the other bands that are out there, but the pay scale for streaming and that sort of stuff is the same. So what do you guys think of the, and I'm just going to kind of leave this open and just kind of, we'll just kind of all jump in and see, see where this takes us. But what do you guys think of the current state of the music industry? I love it. I'm just going to throw that out there first. So why? Uh, I think that it's a lot more accessible. I think a lot of more people can get into it. Um, because of all the different types of formats, you know, I, I found bands on Spotify that I'm like, I didn't even know anybody knew about this band, even Polka Dot Cadaver as an example. Uh, I think it's a lot easier, you know, if that is, and, you know, I never think, you know, selling music should be the ultimate goal. If, you know, if you want to make it, you should, but I, uh, I'm glad that, that it's more accessible for people to be able to do that. I definitely agree. It's much more accessible than it used to be, but I I can't hear Bruce at all. I know, Bruce, I lost you. Did we lose him completely? Am I still there? Yeah, I can hear you still. Yeah, I I think we're going to lose him. So the state of the music industry is at least way better for me than the state of the way internet is delivered to Bruce's house. uh, (laughs) Which is apparently not at all. Okay, so wait a second. So that's me. Trying to reconnect. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. This is technical difficulties. You needed like a music, like a bump to play. <laughs> now we'll keep talking. We'll get him back in. So, okay. okay. So, what was the last thing, thing oh. you said about? So, with the access, accessibility, Bruce texted you say lost connection. We'll keep trying to get him in here. We'll keep rolling. <clears throat> um. So, what are what are what's everybody else's thoughts? Well, yeah. From from an accessibility standpoint, yeah, I do believe. Uh, uh, you, you do have access to to the music a lot easier um, than, uh, especially when I was a kid. I mean, if if the if the store was sold out, you were out of luck. Now the store is in the cloud someplace, you know, and um, it's there, and uh, you can just go out and get it. They're never sold out of it. Um, so so it really it really has changed the way. Um, uh, hey, Bruce. I'm back. All right. All right. Is everything else here? I'm sorry. I, 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 you guys cut out for a while. Yeah, that's that's fine. Right after this, I'm upgrading from Windows 95, at least 98. This is killing me. <laughs> the best one, vintage. <laughs> it's kind of like the vinyl of computers. I'm just impressed you're not using 3.1 anymore. I couldn't. Oh, well, I'm back. Do we lose you too? Yeah, because all of a sudden my phone started ringing. People were calling me. Yay! <laughs> yeah, the same thing happened here, too. Oh, well, that's interesting how that worked. All right, so I wonder what this is going to sound like when we listen back. All right, so, Mike, where were you finishing up? Yeah, you were finishing up a thought, right, Mike? Yeah, but, you know, because I'm so old, I can't remember. No. So, um, so we'll, <laughs> then we'll come back to Bruce. Uh, no, what, uh, what I was saying is, is uh, you know, with, with uh, you know, back in the day, store was out of a out of an album or out of a 45 you were out of luck um but uh uh you know with uh, music being digital and stored virtually it's always there it's never sold out and uh definitely makes it a lot easier to get to the the media that you want and uh and the, the music that you want to hear so I, you know, I've got to, really got to agree with all this here, and then I, I've got a point I think I want to make. But um, Bruce, what, what were you starting to say before you dropped? Um, can you hear me again? Yes. Yes. So far, so good. Okay. Yeah, that it, it's it is, music is much more accessible these days. But how badly is it hurting the um, 
the musicians. I used to, you know, rip from uh, AM radio onto cassettes. You know, I have occasionally, on more than occasionally, listen to music that I know is, is you know, not uh, benefiting the artist out of YouTube. And just, you know, what is that doing to the musicians? And I still think the musicians make a very small percentage to what, like, the, um, the industry does. So these are all pretty good points here, and you've got, you've got you guys are gonna be thinking about something different now. So Mike made a great point about the stores never never out of stock, right? Because I can remember, and like I'm I'm sure there's a, you know a few of us can remember like you know there's that hot CD you want or whatever the big hit is, you go to the record store, they're out, you can't get it, and so like literally that's it. Unless you have a buddy who has it, you make a tape or something, you're not gonna get that. But now. You know, iTunes never runs out. Spotify never runs out. You just sign in, stream, all that sort of stuff. But do you guys think that has done something, and this kind of ties in what Bruce is saying here, do you, do you think that has done anything to devalue the industry, like taking the value uh, off of what music was like when all of us were younger? I, uh, yeah, I kind of think it's... It's, uh, I don't know, good in one way and then bad in the other. In the, in the sense that it's easier for different musicians to get things out there, it's almost like the market's flooded and you can listen to as much as you want without having to pay or paying for a subscription. But uh, in exchange, uh, it's like harder to narrow down to your, you know, your Led Zeppelins and uh, what have you, you know. So you have like a lot of artists that are out there that may be great and you're not hearing them. Uh, or you're hearing them because they have good uh, good marketing or uh, people that are backing them and making them more easy to be seen. So I don't know. I, I think I think it's kind of like a little bit of both. Like you're getting much more variety and much more to choose from at your fingertips, but um, there's just so much out there. It's kind of hard. Yeah, and and follow following up on that. I mean. I'm thinking more about value, personal value. Uh, to me, you know, yeah. the, the the music back in the day that I would buy, I bought it because, well, usually I knew I was going to like it. So when I bought it, I had ownership. I had, you know, it's the, that was my band. It was right, right. my my album. But now today, it's like there's just so much stuff out there, and you and you can listen to anything at the, you know, at, it's everything's at the tip of your fingers. You know, you just click here, click there, and then you hear anything you want from anywhere in the world. Uh, there's no more value in that sense to me, you know. So uh, I kind of understand why people don't want to buy stuff anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, oh, I can just listen to it anywhere I want, anytime I want. So yeah, I'm no longer reading like all the liner notes and like all the lyrics and all the album artwork and stuff like that. It's kind of more, you know, in and out. See, and that's what I miss, like the album artwork, the the liner notes. And um, Rock, I think you've talked about this on Radioactive Metal before. But um, <clears throat> like growing up, like the big album for me that I can really, that, that just, it the memory of this album will never leave me, um, was Iron Maiden's Live After Death. I remember seeing, seeing the advertisements for it. I remember, you know, friends having the cassette tape and getting to listen to it. And I will never forget the day I got my copy. And mm -hmm. I get it. Um, I open it up and it's just amazing. Just all the pictures inside. It's huge. It's a double album. I put the first side on to the first album and then I start reading the booklet that came with it. And I just lost myself in that record reading all the, um, all the statistics. You know, at one point I still had memorized how many cans of beer and how many guitar strings were consumed on, on that tour, <laughs> you know, just ridiculous stuff like that. But I, I ate it up, you yeah. know? Like and and I I really feel like that personalization of music is gone. Definitely, definitely, because it's, it's, there's there's just so much stuff out there. Now it's so easy for people to make music, and and the fact that you don't buy it anymore, like I said, you don't care. <laughs> you just don't care. Okay, so that was the sound of Skype ending, and as I'm going to write in the show notes when I write this up, um, it was a dark and stormy night. And I'm not even making that up. It really was. It was dark and stormy. Um, Orlando was getting a ton of rain. I was getting a ton of rain. Pennsylvania was getting a ton of rain. And we had Skype issues. And so we ended. We got everybody back on the call. And I thought I hit record. Turns out I didn't. 
and I didn't find out till the end of the show. Um, I'm going to have to get better with Skype. So, I labored over what to do with this episode. What do I do? Do we try and re- redo it? We're never going to capture that energy again, because as I said at the top, uh, these are um, five very spirited guys that joined me. Um, all very individuals, but you can't recreate that energy. It's it's spontaneous, and that's why I love the gentleman that I was working with, because they're they're not... Oh, I, I don't know what the, word, the, the best word to say is here, but they're very spontaneous, right? They're not contrived. They, they just kind of do what they do, and, and that's where the best ideas come from. So um, I got them back on. We tried to do a quick recap, and we kind of at least tied up and gave a little um, cohesiveness to the ideas in, in about a 12-minute finale here you're going to hear in a minute. Um, but that's what happened. It's one of the greatest conversations uh, never recorded, you know? Um, it was... <laughs> It's a great time. I had a blast with those guys, and I want to get them all on the show at separate points, it's different times. See what I can do. Um, have them all back on, and and just tackle different topics to the point where I'm considering maybe an offshoot podcast um, with a couple, um, just because it was a lot of fun. But anyway, so so that's that. Uh, my technical ineptitude is the reason that we have an interesting break in the middle of this show. Um, but I'm going to put it out as is because there's still a lot of good things that happened like this. And uh, so that's that. So, guys, um, until the next episode, I'll talk to you later. And I'm working on the next episode as we speak. So thanks a lot. See ya. Out of your mind. Well, I am out of my mind. And I just started the recording again. Let's, let's at least try to recap it. So this has been a hell of an entertaining night. And um, I found out that I only have about 30 minutes of the first half recorded. The stuff that we didn't record was really some of the best stuff that you'll never hear. You should have heard it. <laughs> you it really was should've. awesome. <laughs> it, this is kind of like that Tenacious D thing where they're like, um, you know, they couldn't remember the greatest song in the world, so this is just a tribute. <laughs> you know, it's kind of what we're doing. Okay, did we just lose somebody? Uh, you were, you lost the one you were trying to reconnect with. <laughs> oh, hang on. Let me text. Uh, never, you never reconnected with Josh. So. All right, so, Rox, you've got a better memory than I do. What? I no. Think. No? No? Oh, that's right. You write everything down. All right. Who was who wants to recap where we were at, where we kind of came up with with our points here? Okay. Well, one of us was naked. <laughs> <laughs> the other one thought that Napster was just for porn. <laughs> bottom line is, bottom line is, we said the best thing about the, about digital music and the availability of it is also the worst thing about it because while you can go out there and you can buy anything you want any anything you want it's also there's always somebody out there that can put it out there for free and and go and grab it and download it and the best thing is the worst thing and no matter what age you're always going to have those people that are going to try and get something for nothing and you're going to have those people that are going to vehemently say no you got to pay for it because these guys worked hard to do it and, and and that's the only right yeah and i'm trying to get josh back on because he he's he's when it kind of started swaying me here making the point that the people that are buying it for or they're getting it for free wouldn't have bought it in the first place and so it's the it's the shrinking market so again they can't kind of come back to why the market's shrinking you know like i i'm still I, i'm really still hung up on the devaluing of the product you know, and and it and like if you look at, and I just thought of this one now. This one wasn't on the original one, uh, but like if you look at like music two hundred years ago in Mozart's day, right? You really didn't have well-off musicians ever. You know, and I feel like like it it it's it's peaked and then it's going back down the other way again. I mean, classical musicians, I don't think they've ever really made a great living. No. You know. But the, I'm going to say again what I said earlier, which was brilliant, but hopefully I can say it again the same way. <laughs> but the devaluating of music, I, I take it more like as, as, a, as a, um, a thing that you own. You know, Like to me, buying music was always something like you, know, you would go buy a CD or an album and, and it was very personal for me. You, you bought it because you, you were – well, either you knew or you hoped that you were going to like it. And you bought it, and you had a personal connection to it. You know, while today now, when you you have every every song in the world at your fingertips, and so people now don't care. There's no there's no value in that sense for 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 music. You know. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. 
trying to get Josh back on. It's All a right. lost cause. Oh wow! Well, no, he actually texted back. We'll see what happens here. <laughs> so, so also along yeah. the sorry, also along the lines of the devaluation of music, uh, you know, we had gotten to talking about uh, the quality of musicianship, and uh, you know, like I had said that I don't know that it's necessarily gone downhill so much as uh, with it being easier and more affordable to get high quality audio uh, recordings uh, into the masses hands. Um, it's easier for less talented or less thoughtful artists, um, to get away with less. Right. Um, yeah, I see. And and that was, that was kind of like, like my original thoughts, but then as you're saying that I started thinking about one of the bands that you and I have talked about, um, you know, years ago now, but like we used to talk about animals as leaders and then even periphery, uh, you know, like, like the, the guy in Animals of Leader, what's his name? Is it to, Tosin? Tosin Abasi. Thank you. I, I never pronounce it right. That guy is insane. Yeah. Just the, the talent, like that. That's, that's the musicianship. But then at the same time, I feel like, you know, 30 years ago, we had more guys at that caliber. Certainly not his caliber, because, I mean, he's, he's pushing to a new level. But, I mean, I felt yeah. like, you know, that high caliber, we have more people at that high caliber than we do today. I mean, other uh, than Tosin, who else could you think of? Like, I think of Tosin, I think of, um, is it Misha Mansour of Perfury? He's another one? Yeah, yeah. I, I used to think about a, a hand, good handful of, uh, uh, like, acoustic fingerstyle, acoustic fingerstyle guys on uh, Candy Rat Records. Like, they, I think, uh, maybe not Tosin Abasi, like, a shredder level, but they're still coming up with really, you know, creative ways of reinventing the instrument. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the biggest thing is like the creativity. But I mean, again, to to, to kind of like to, to your point with having that high quality recording so accessible, and I think Bruce had even made this point earlier about the accessibility. Is now the guy who really is inventing something can get that out easier? Because I mean, right, would, right. would we have heard of of Tosin twenty years ago, or or would he have gone like unnoticed? I mean, like look at Buckethead for example. Mm. You know. Um, Buckethead, and I can't remember. I, I like, and okay. Well, you know, when you, back in the day, you had Shrapnel Records that did go and seek out all those guitarists. So, well, so I'm really going to date myself here. Um, does anybody else remember reading guitar magazines like towards the end of the '80s, early '90s, when readers would send in stuff? Like they no. send in their own recordings to be evaluated. No. Okay, so I really feel old, and um, as Bruce will point out, I read two types of magazines, music magazines and geek magazines. Uh, <laughs> but so I would, I would read all of these, and um, like they would have – like you, you'd have these guys that would send in the recordings, and then people would rate them. And um, Buckethead sent in a recording and just got torn a new one. Right, and I mean, if, like I don't, I don't know how anybody else feels about Buckethead, but I think he's insanely talented. I mean, he's crazy, you know, mm. for sure. But I mean, he's he's got amazing chops. He did a killer record with that one guy, and that's really the guy's name. Uh, they call it the Frankenstein Brothers, and it's just some of the most creative and interesting music that I'd heard in a while. And it wasn't just like some of the like the out there stuff, because I mean, you know, I I think everybody here knows me well enough to know that I can listen to stuff that nobody can listen to. And, and find some enjoyment in it somewhere, but like there's actually like melodies and hooks in some of this crazy technical stuff they're doing. I don't know thoughts. Nobody crickets. Well, if you only read two kinds of, if you only read two kinds of magazines, you know, guitar magazines and geek magazines, does that mean you were getting your porn from Napster? <laughs> No, he didn't have to read those ones. He could just look at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had, to, I had to go there. I had to go there. That's all right. All right. So we, we will wrap this up officially here. We've got about like another seven or ten minutes here or so. Um, so let's go ahead and do our closing again. You know, because, you know, second time's a charm. Is that how that works? Maybe we'll do it better this time. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> We really like we we had some of the greatest conversations no one will ever hear, but <clears throat> that's a okay. Um, Rock, go ahead, uh, plug plug what you got going on. Yes, uh, radioactive metal the the podcast. Uh, you, 
you can uh, if you're into, into extreme metal and anything else that's uh, that's hard hard music hardcore punk and all that stuff you can check us out at radioactivemetal.org uh, we're also on iTunes uh, we air weekly on purerockradio.net every Thursday night I forgot to say that earlier see I made it better already <laughs> uh, so, and uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Uh, we do uh, interviews uh, practically every week, and when we don't do an interview, we pick a topic and we do like we just did today here, except we record the whole thing. Okay. So, and not always. <laughs> I, 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 I think yeah. you missed it. I missed it once or twice, maybe. <laughs> I think I've heard those shows later. <laughs> you know, I've, all the years I've been doing this, I have never not recorded something. I am never going to live this down, uh, am I? Uh, we're all judging you. <laughs> I, you know what? I, it's fair. I accept that. Um, and as I said earlier, that no one will remember, but um, seriously, you've got to check out Radioactive Metal just so they hear Corrine and the things that you won't believe she says. Um, yes. I, and it's also wildly entertaining. But um, <laughs> if you're thinking, well, you know, I really don't like extreme metal, remember, Rockstar listening to disco, so there's still hope for you. Right, you you could still still like it. I mean, heck, I got Mike uh, listening to um, Austrian Death Machine, you know. Good stuff. Yeah, and and that's the word. I'm not even making that up, man. Like um, when Mike and I used to go to lunch, <laughs> I play. I'd be like, here, we're gonna listen to this, and like I'll never forget when I played Austrian Death Machine because he looks at me, he's like, I hate you. I'm like, why? He's like, I actually have to go buy this. <laughs> he's like, I really like this. <laughs> it's some good stuff. All right, Bruce, how about plugging your blog, man? All right, yeah. Uh, well, I write a, an occasional blog when I feel like it's answersbybruce.com, all one word. Uh, feel free to check it out. Uh, a couple things. Um, I had already planned to write about this uh, uh, this interesting conversation this evening as a blog uh, post. I just got another one, though. It's about how technology hates us. Or we hate technology, so I have another idea for something later. Um, Aaron, I uh, I'm not going to 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 rib you about the the technology piece because you know my uh, technological limits. However, I will judge you in the fact that you date yourself because <laughs> it's only because you know you put out at the end of the night. I do put out. <laughs> so. Oh, he does put out too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. the explicit part of the show. Exactly. Oh, some explicit parts. Actually, you know what? We may not have recorded the most explicit parts. Darn it. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Hey, Are you sure you're recording now? Oh, what? No. Oh. Not, not. All right. Everybody, everybody say their favorite swear word now. <laughs> Damn it, Michael. All right. Nathan. Well, there's, there's yours. <laughs> All right, Nate. What do you got to plug, man? All right. So, uh,. I uh, got I have my own uh, production and uh, recording operation, pretty small scale. Uh, not a ton going on right now, but uh, my uh, major project I've been working on is uh, Wojo. Um, so check it out at wojomusic.com. And uh, I'm Mudboard Earth Productions. Uh, look for me on Facebook or just look for the website, Mudboard Earth Productions. And uh, my closing remark, uh, whether you choose to buy music or not um, I say get out there go to the shows because to me that's still really what it's all about yeah you know that's, that's a good point we should have talked about that more too just just like getting out and really supporting your favorite artists I mean that's probably the most direct way of supporting anybody now so if I get on the guest list am I stealing hmm because hmm. <laughs> I usually get on the guest list buy a t-shirt when you get there there you go Problem or, solved. Or, or uh, socks, because then you buy socks at that one show? Yes, I, I bought Black Dahlia Murder mm-hmm. socks. Yeah. Those are awesome. Well, actually, my, my first show I ever played, I gave away my socks after the show. Well, they, oh, yeah. that's an option, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Uh, these girls asked for my, for my number, and I was uh, not comfortable with that, so I offered them my socks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. So you're more comfortable giving them used clothing than than your phone number. Smelly used clothing. <laughs> well, they didn't really strike me as a biologist, so yeah, I didn't have much. They have your number. Oh my goodness. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> so, well, thank you. 
along, along the lines earlier of Bruce saying that I put out since we're we're coming back around here. Um, he looks great in a bathroom, by the way. Well, thank you. Oh, that's right. You were at that show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's seen you in a bathrobe, but you know the how I've seen you. Okay. You know what? You're not the only person that's seen me naked. Like, there's, there, there's a point, point up to my life where, like, if you knew me, you pretty much had to see me naked, whether you liked it or not. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> but so today, I'm, I'm at the bookstore with a coworker. We ran out to, to find um, a book we we're looking for for work, and it's like a used bookstore, so they have everything labeled. And you see, like, you know, history, this and that. There's a section that says fast and easy. Above it, I just I stand right below it. I say, I look at her. I'm like, quick, take my picture. And she looks up and she she because she's like, why? And then she looks up and just start loses it. Well, did you find the book you were looking for at the bookstore? Nope. Because you could probably get it for free online. <laughs> it was terrible. That's what I told her. I'm like, wait a second. I think I know where we can find this. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a comment about forgetting my wallet. Oh, <laughs> well, you didn't say anything about going to Costco. So I <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So, so listen. So Nate's plugged something. Rock's plugged something. Uh, Bruce has plugged something. Mike, you're not allowed to do anything because your wife won't let you. Well, I'm just I'm just a plucky comic relief. That's all I am. So, oh, you know. and plucky you are, sir. Um, remember, Josh, remember, who, I'm just an remember, I'm just an idea man. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, oh, well. who was here earlier, was going to plug his YouTube channel, Joshua Molchek, uh, J O S H U A, and then Molchek spelled the traditional way. Uh, to which I asked. How the hell is that? So it's M O L C Z Y K. So Makes sense. look for him on YouTube. He's got some comedy stuff and it, it is some pretty funny stuff. Some of it's really wrong, but I mean, probably no more wrong than what we got. Um, guys, check me out on um, crap. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll refrain from kicking you on crap. Facebook. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, Facebook. I'm actually hanging out there. That's um, slash S G N L. 2NZ. Pretty much that's my my handle on any of the social media. Just S-G-N-L, the number 2 and NZ. Uh, <laughs> Instagram have- and Twitter, I've been real active. Uh, it was a guitar show over the weekend, so I got some pictures up. And um, this time, hopefully, this recording is, this ending has been recorded. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, make some noise. <laughs>